Each Lent, we do a homily series on topics relevant to the big questions in life. This is the fourth homily in the series. And I'm drawing from Chris Stefanik's research in the book and video series called The Search. This week's homily is, Do You Have a Story? Do you have a story? In our first reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 15, we are told that the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, Look up at the sky and count the stars if you can. Just so, he added, shall your descendants be. Abraham put his faith in the Lord. Abraham had a story. A story that God gave to him. But Abraham had to trust in God and in the story God gave to him day by day, year over year. Using his own free will, Abraham then had to choose to cooperate with God's story for him. God's story for Abraham defined Abraham's life and kept him focused on the end of the story. God's promise fulfilled. And indeed, God's promise to Abraham was fulfilled. Do you have a story? Is it you, your story? Or God's story? Or both? We all love stories. Every good story has a beginning and an ending. It has a plot, a purpose, and a series of people, places, and pursuits. Any good author already has the end in mind long before he or she writes the story. All good stories have a protagonist and antagonist. All love stories have a lover and the beloved. The protagonist and lover fight for the beloved. The antagonist fights against the lover and the beloved. Chaos and confusion, failures and triumphs, they're all often a part of the greatest of love stories. All kinds of circumstances, good and bad, influence the key characters in the story. In the end, good prevails over evil. The lover gets the beloved. The beloved lives forever in happiness. Why is it? that every culture of every age has the same story in many and various forms. It's because it's built into us. This story and longing for this story gets told over and over and over in us and among us because we were made for it. God offers each of us this story. And the story is not fantasy, not fiction. This story is non-fiction. This story is very real. God's story for you is filled with adventure. And an adventure you can't, you won't, and you mustn't put down like a book, but pick up every day and live it until the very last page of your life. Every human person has a story. 
Here's the problem. Not all of us know our story. You may not know that you have a purpose, that there's a plot to your story. Along the way, based upon how you've been treated by others in this life or how you treat yourself, you may get confused about who the protagonists and antagonists are in your story. You might have never been told that there's a lover of your life. And you may feel unworthy to be the beloved. Having been taught that you should only live for yourself and only in the moment, you may not see the big picture of your life. Not living with the end in mind, you may get lost along the way. What to do with this when you don't know your story? Well, my friends, the first step in knowing and living your story is simply to acknowledge that you are not the author of your story. Someone else is the author of your story. As we learned in the two previous homilies in this series, nothing produces nothing. Yet, space and time and all that exists within it, including you, exist. Thus, before you existed, before time and t space existed, someone with the necessary infinite intelligence, infinite will, and infinite love at the moment of creation of the universe thought of you. And over the eons of time and vastness of space, loved you into being. Thus, someone who is God is the author of your story. Thus, if you want to know your story, the purpose of your story, the plot you are to follow in this life, the lover who loves you as his beloved, and if you're willing to use your freedom to discover and to choose and to live this story, God will lead you to the fulfillment of your existence. You need only know the author of your story. And like Abraham, be willing to have faith in him, trust in him, to love him and follow him as he leads you through the story of your life to the promise fulfilled on the final page of your life. What an adventure it is along the way. Where to begin? The search for your story. And begin with the author, God, revealing himself to you as his beloved. Begin with a big story that gives story to every human life. Begin with a story God creates and shares with all of us from the pages of the Bible. In the Bible, you learn something absolutely essential about yourself by learning something absolutely essential about the nature of God. And here it is. God is love. For love to be love, there needs to be a lover and a beloved and the love between them. True to the nature of love and therefore the, God's nature, God is in fact lover, the Father, the beloved, the Son, and love itself, 
the Holy Spirit. God is Trinity. Three persons in love. Eternally giving love, eternally receiving love, eternally exchanging love, eternally creating, which is love in action. This is where you come in. God created you in an act of love. God is your lover. You are his beloved. In all of your life, you are called upon to use your freedom to receive love from God, but also to give love to God, to mutual exchange between you and God love. Then, from your story of love, you are called upon to make decisions and take actions to create love and give life to everyone else within your story. Let's look at the first book in the Bible, Genesis. First among 73 books. They all are telling the same story. What is God doing here in Genesis? Being God. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in an almost countless series of acts of love creates. Moses, the author of the book of Genesis, tells us that God creates light from darkness, the stars and planets, our planet. God creates fish in the sea, animals on the land, birds in the air. Finally, God creates creatures made in his image and likeness. Male and female, he creates them. As he creates, everything he creates, God calls good. And when he creates us, he calls us very good. So God is the author of all that is good. We were created good by a good God. This begs the question, what about evil? Where did evil come from? Who created it? The simple answer that many of us don't want to hear, evil is not from God. Evil is from us his creatures. We don't want to acknowledge this because this means you, me, we are responsible for doing something about the evil that we brought into the world while we are in the world. The injustices, the hunger, the economic inequities, the violent crimes, the wars, the sin, and its many and varied forms out there in the world and inside our own hearts. It is much easier, we think, to simply blame God than when God doesn't do what we think he, when God doesn't do what we are supposed to do, put an end to evil in this world while we're in it, it is then so much easier for us to dismiss belief in God so that we can continue to do whatever we want to do with our lives. That's, that's the way a lot of us think. The deep truths God teaches us about Adam and Eve in the garden and, the, 
in, in Genesis is the story of love. However, for love to be love, love must be free. Therein lies the problem. From our first parents to you and I to this day, we have the freedom to choose God and the freedom not to choose God. God is our greatest good. But sometimes we get stuck on the other goods that God creates and place lesser goods before the God who created all things good. We choose created things and creatures over their creator. This is an abuse of our freedom. This is what God calls sin. The reason God, God gave us freedom was for us to use it for our good and the good of others. When we don't, we rebel against God. We sin against God. We are disobedient to God's will for us. We go against the story God offers us. We try to create our own story, which separates us from God. And when we break this most fundamental of relationships, our relationship with God, it negatively infects all of our other relationships. Our relationship with ourselves, with other human beings, and with every other creature. This infection causes us to forget God's story for us. In our forgetfulness, we play the unending blame game. All the way back to our first parents, we blame God for our, unha our unhappiness and we blame other people. And then we hide ourselves away from God and each other in shame. And then when we get tired of shame, we even go as far as to try to pretend that what we have done and what we are doing, writing our own story, is not bad, but good. Thus we twist and pervert the foundational truth of the author of our human story, which then only perpetuates our unhappiness. And the irony is, in the midst of all this, we're actually trying to find happiness. All of this leads to evil the creation of evil, and the spread of evil. Evil is on us, not on God. Here's an important part of the big story. We no longer live in the world God created. We now live in the world we have made of the world God created. God created a good world. Therefore, when someone asks why an all-good God created evil, they're asking the wrong question. The right question is, why did human beings create evil? We create evil for a host of reasons. Because we want something other than God, other than the good of God. In our brokenness and confusion, in our selfishness and greed, in our lack of trust in God's goodness, we suspect wrongly, that there is something more than what God can offer us. And we grasp at this more only to spend our entire lives grasping and never really, truly receiving the life God has always wanted to give us. 
the result of evil in eternity is separation from our purpose in life. Eternal separation from the love that created us. And it is a choice that each of us has the power to make. And once we make it and live it, in the end, it is irrevocable. Hell is irrevocable. Conversely, heaven in eternity is union with the love that created us. And it is gained by living out the purpose for which God created us. We have the power, the freedom, by the way we live our lives, either in union with God's story for us or choosing to live out our own story to accept it or reject it. Can you imagine a person rejecting heaven? It happens every day. The problem of evil is something that God then spends the whole big biblical story working out the eternal consequences of it. All throughout the Old Testament, God is constantly trying to woo us back to himself, back into his story for us, through the many covenants that he offers us, through the patriarchs and the prophets. And that's what we hear in our first reading as God is calling Abraham and begins to establish covenants with his people through Abraham as he starts to form the nation of Israel. But simply put, all these covenants, they boil down to this. He will be our God, and we will be his people, and this will be enough. More than enough for us. But it wasn't enough for us, and it still isn't enough for us. We keep choosing every other thing before God, or more than God. Therefore, in the New Testament, we learn that God introduces a major plot twist into our human story. The creator decides to become the creature. God decides to become a human being. The father, the lover, through the power of the Holy Spirit, his love, sends his son, his God's beloved, to join us, to become human. Fully God and Fully human, Jesus takes on our humanity through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Jesus takes on our sin without himself sinning. He takes on the consequences of our evil and disobedience, separatedness from the Father. Jesus is accused of the lie that we live. He is put on trial for the wrongs we commit. He suffers for us, dies for us, and then through the greatest love in the universe and eternity, the lover resurrects his beloved Son. And thereby gives each of us his beloved sons and daughters who share now humanity with Jesus the opportunity and hope to redeem our human story. So that we can once again live the story God creates for us and be with God in time and be happy with God forever in heaven. So do you have a story? Yes, yes, you do. It is a story that God has written for you from the beginning of time and space. However, because we all try to take control of our own story, God's Son, Jesus Christ, offers to redeem your story. 
so that your story can once again live out its purpose. To be with God forever in heaven. To live your story, all you have to do is know the creator, the author who created you and wants to redeem you. However, and this is the mistake that many of us Christians are making. As we go through Catholic schools, as we go through PSR, as we go through catechism. Knowing the author, knowing the lover of your life, isn't just knowing information about God. Or the big biblical story. Or the truths God passes on to us through his church. It is one thing to know information about God, and it is an entirely other thing to actually know God, love God, and serve God in this world so you can be happy with Him in the world to come. It takes both parts. We have to know Him and rightly know Him, but then we have to know Him here in the heart and in our relationships. In fact, the more and more you come to know and love and follow him in every part of your story, including the parts of your life you would rather that he not enter into, the more you will actually begin to be attracted to what he is attracted to. To long for what he longs for. And the more his story will come alive in you, and you will find yourself living a life on a completely different level of happiness with a meaning and purpose and fulfillment like nothing else you have ever imagined possible in your life. Friends, being a Christian is simply living the story that God created for you. That's it. Rather than living the story you try to create for yourself. When you try to live your own story, then Christianity becomes for you a life, a burden of following a bunch of rules, regulation, and rituals. And we have heard Christians say that. I don't, I'm not a religious person because of all the rules, regulations, and rituals. Follow this. Being a Christian is about giving yourself totally over to the lover of you. Being his beloved and living in the everyday reality of God's love story for you. If you pull out the love story, what are you left with? A to-do list. And that's what religion becomes. A to-do list. Follow this. If a husband forgets his love story with his life, if he slowly, over time, he lets his love for his wife drift away, and then he sets his heart on all sorts of other things in this life, what is he left with in his relationship with his wife? He is left with a to-do list. And his wife is a ball and chain. Right? A burden. A whole lot of expectations, obligations, and demands upon his already busy schedule and very little motivation to truly then love his, his wife. 
If we are in a love story with God, then our Christian faith will never be reduced to a to-do list of do's and don'ts. That won't be our focus. To be a Christian is to be and to live as his beloved. It is about living a life remembering that God is the author of your life, the lover of your soul, mind, and body, your greatest lover. Indeed, you have a story as a Christian. And your story has been given to you by God. It has a purpose, a plot, a protagonist. It is a love story. And the promises made to you by God in your story, they will all come to fulfillment by the end of your story. And what a life up to that. But you have to use your freedom that God gave to you to choose him as the greatest good, your greatest good. And then let every other good take a back seat to God and serve the purposes for which God made them rather than your own purposes or you serve them. As you live out God's story for you, you will live out the greatest adventure that you could ever imagine possible in this life. And you will find an even greater adventure in eternity with God in all of redeemed creation. Along the way then to heaven, God will bring so many other people into your life and call upon you to help them remember they have a story too. One that can lead to the God who created them to be with him also forever in heaven. You have a story. Live it well.